All right, welcome back to the fifth and season one penultimate episode of the Flying Angel podcast. It's been a few weeks since we last spoke to the angel community. And in that time, quite a bit has transpired and that's what we're going to run through today. But first, as has come become customary here on the Flying Angel podcast, we're welcoming our fearless leader, fresh off his second COVID vaccination shot, Alex Morrison. How are we feeling today, Alex? You don't want to ask me how I'm feeling. <laughs> <It's> not... <laughs> no, I'm I'm uh, I'm okay. I'm trucking my way through today. I know it's going to be a rough one, but I'm happy and relieved a little bit to to have this vaccine. It's been uh, it's been kind of crazy with the travel that we've had and not being vaccinated, really being careful. But you know what? I'm going to continue really being careful because it's not that hard to do right. it. And and I mean, we have a trip coming in a couple of weeks and shoot, I, I hope to be going to Hawaii this summer and I'll still be careful just because why not? It's not, not that hard careful. to put on a mask. Right. But how much are you wishing that you had your second shot a week ago? <laughs> no, no, no. I'm super happy that I have it now because seriously, if I had it a week ago and we're going into districts and I feel the way I feel today, I'd want to kill myself. So right. I'm, I'm a really, stressful week. Yeah, just well, just a little. So since the last time we spoke, there have been, and I think I got this right, a cumulative uh, 30 games played by an Angel team, starting first in Las Vegas three weeks ago by the 14s and 19s. You were there. I, I know that probably seems like a million years ago at this point because so much has happened since, but what do you really recall from your trip to Vegas with those two teams? It, it's funny. It doesn't seem like a million years ago. It seems like last week, and then I'm realizing, oh, shoot, we've done a lot since then, but... Um, but it was great. It was so great. And that's, I think, why I feel like it's so fresh because I, I'm happy that we were able to do it in the first place. I'm really happy with the rink and it, kind of a funny little inside story here. The GM of the rink there was in my wedding almost 20 years no ago. So, so the, I mean, the reason we got the ice in the first place is because he did me a solid and that's awesome. he, he just basically kicked out their other programming so that we could get our games in. He felt bad. And I kind of gave the old, uh, the violin in the background and, oh, but Wally, these We're kids, it's it. all about these kids. They're not going to get their games in and you could be their savior. And he was like, ah, oh, <laughs> all right, fine. Let's go. So he, it, it was great. And so we got prime time games, like 5 PM on Friday, like, nine and three on Saturday and then uh, a 9 a.m. game Sunday, but roughly for each one right. of the 14s and 19s. And uh, we had a team from Washington fly down to play the 19s. And that's the same Washington wild team that played the 17s out in Arizona. Mm -hmm. And the, uh, the Vegas has a 14 U team. And so they played our 14s. It was great for them to be able to get games in against a girls team because they'd been playing boys teams mainly all year. What were the other were the teams you played? Were they kind of in a similar position of like, hey, we need to get our games in or were they mostly just were they just looking to play and like kind of taking whatever they could get? So Vegas was looking to play and it, they were like, wow, cool. You're, you're inviting us to do this. That's awesome because they're not a national bound team and mm -hmm. they're still a growing program. And, and we want to support hockey in all regions of, of the country. Of and I really feel strongly that Vegas should have a thriving girls program. And uh, it, it's actually happening. And they hired a, a girls director two weeks ago, and she's going to end up moving out from Pittsburgh. And it's going to be really good, really good. Oh, wow. That's got to be good uh, for us, you would think, too. Oh, it's great. The, the more teams there are out here, right. the more competition we have, the less we have to go travel to the right, East Coast right. to play hockey games. Like, this is good. This is all really good. Uh, so, so that was good for them. Uh, our, our 14s uh, did really well. Uh, they started out a little slow. 
Vegas was more physical, I think, than they were expecting. But mm. that makes sense because Vegas had been playing boys teams all year. So mm. duh, they're going to be more physical. And uh, and then the girls kind of got it together and they had a couple of shutouts. And uh, it, it was it was a good building weekend for them, but it wasn't too lopsided that I, I think Vegas felt bad for being there. It was kind of that good right. balance. That's good. Uh, the the 19s, mm, it, it was a little more lopsided. Uh, I expected it to be closer, but uh, Washington came down and they were missing two or three players and two or three skill players. And so it, it ended up being, it, it was fine. We got our games in, we got a skate in, right. uh, some good uh, team chemistry built and, and, and it was fine. You think about the four teams have uh, had the lion's share of the duty the last few weeks because then they had the quick turnaround right up to Klamath Falls in Oregon. The 19s get a break because now they have their minimum amount of games played right after after Vegas. 14s head up to Oregon to play in an outdoor rink with the 12s and the 17s. I was there and it was an experience for sure. But what, what did you hear from the other parents and coaches about the final tune up before the Pacific District Tournament? Well, I, I will agree with you totally that the 14s had to really, they had the craziest schedule of any yeah. team I've heard of uh, because we had to get the games in and their first games were in March. So they, they literally played for five weeks and that's it. That's crazy. So it, yeah, it really is. The, uh, I knew going in that this was going to be an experience. I knew going in that everyone that made that trip was going to at some point look up at the rink at the outdoor facility and just say, wow, this is cool. I'm not going to say that everyone says it was worth it or worth (laughs) the drive because everyone has their own place they're coming from. But, but the cool factor was absolutely there at this place. And I knew it going in, I I was super confident. So there were some moans and groans. I was like, Oh, we're going all the way up there. And this is a crazy travel schedule and what you're doing. And, and in my message over and over again was just, trust me, please trust me. And, and then I started getting texts and emails on Thursday for families that got up there early saying, holy cow, this is really cool. And then Friday, I got some complaints. Oh, the ice is mush and watery and this and that. And I said, please trust me. The ice has been sitting all day. When you have people skating on it, it's going to be in better shape. When the Zam doesn't touch the ice for 14 hours, the ice is not going to be well because the surface area is going to be more ambient temperature Right, where underneath is going to be where the chillers are. Once you get skating on it, it evens out the cold and tomorrow will be fine. Trust me. Oh yeah, no, you're wrong. You're wrong. Okay. Well, I'm wrong. Okay, fine. <laughs> so we get to Saturday and then I'm hearing like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. The ice was in great shape. Yeah. There were a couple of times that like a puck would stick or this and that, but it's April. We're outdoors in, sorry, it's March. No, April. No, it, was it was April, April 1st. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was uh, it Easter was, weekend. It was April. Yeah. <laughs> April outdoors in, in 65 degree weather. So yeah. you could have a, a, a mom or dad in shorts and a t-shirt and the kids out there playing hockey. And it's like, this is really cool. <laughs> yeah. I think all things considered the, the ice, there was, it got a little soupy uh, in the, in the afternoon, one of the afternoon games, but you know, the funny right. thing about it was, and I, you know, I've played on some outdoor rinks too. And when you get, or even on ponds, right. And you always expect that puck stick to come. You're like waiting for right. someone to be skating and they keep going and the puck stays behind. You know, and honestly, like the puck moved through it really well. The only complaint I heard from the girls, it was actually the 17 team as they were coming off the ice. I heard a player say, oh my God, it's so much cooler out here. It got really warm on the ice and for, for the yes. skaters, which, you know, again, you're playing hockey, yeah. so you're going to be hotter anyway. But I think, you know, the, 
the overall experience, you know, under different circumstances, it's like, yeah, we need to do this again. Let's not forget why we're there. We're there to get our minimum number of games. It's cool that we're outdoors. Yeah. Is it, would the ice have been better in February? Probably, <laughs> you know, and, but at the end of the day, um, logistically, like just all being in the one place, there's a market, there are places to eat. We can all be together. You're only five minutes from your room. It was a really, the experience itself wasn't just the rink. It was kind of the, the, the whole setup was great, you know? And I, that's and why I was like, you're staying on a resort and yeah. you're able to it, it, like everything right there, not ever leave right. the resort if you want to over the course of, of two days. And yeah. And look, we're, we Fantastic. live in Southern California. If you want to have that kind of experience, we're going to have to travel somewhere. You're not It's not like, like right. we can't just go to the outdoor rink. That's like, you know, 30 miles up the road and expect to have the same kind of situation. So um, sure. yeah, I thought it was great. It was, it was a really neat place to go. But, um, really but cool. it, how do you, what did you hear about it, the way the teams played, how they performed up there? You know, what do you, what do you think about the games themselves? Yeah. The, so the, the, the 12s were up against uh, the blue doubles and they had a, I mean, we knew that it was, it was going to be a challenge because uh, our 12s are basically half 10s, half 12s. Mm-hmm. And then uh, we were missing a couple of players, which really made it a challenge and a couple of our older players. So we, uh, were able to figure it out and they, the kids made some good plays. Coach Aaron was uh, really actually impressed. She expected it to be kind of this domination by the blue devils the whole weekend. And she said, no, we were making really good plays. There was some good passing. The kids were moving and then, yeah, there, there might be a, b- a bad bounce or a mistake here, or there, and that's fine. It's it, her. It really wasn't about what the final score was. It was about, right each individual success that was going on during the game and putting those together and looking at the future. So she was very, very upbeat and positive about the performance of all the kids out there. And I mean, all of the kids, the 10 U's she, she was super impressed with, and she really felt like they stepped up their game over the weekend. So that, uh, yeah, 12s, I'd call it a success. Uh, we're, we're not looking at, at record or score or anything. I'd absolutely call it something to build off of the, right. the 14s. Uh, they, <laughs> so this is a funny one. They won some games there, but Coach mm-hmm. Jamie said after one of the wins, like, oh, we didn't play very well. And she thought maybe they were distracted by the outdoors or the environment or whatever else. But she's like, hmm. we're going to do better than this next week at districts. And uh, But then Sunday came and all of a sudden they played well. So mm-hmm. it, it's it's funny how sometimes it's just the getting used to the environment and Sometimes you're going to have a bad game and, and that's okay. And I'd much rather see a bad game at something fun like that, that the bad game doesn't matter than at something like the, what they had to go through the next weekend at district. So it was, it, it was good. You, the season is meant to be a little bit of a roller coaster ride. You shouldn't, if you're ever going right. through a season and thumping every team you play, you're doing the wrong thing for your kids. They should be able to feel what it's like to be challenged. What's like to have some success and be able to build off of it. Uh, 17s, how the 17s do up there? Uh, this was an, So this was supposed to be the most even matchup of the weekend, and I knew that going in, and this is against the Rose City team that was considering going um, national bounds. So mm-hmm. uh, we knew going in it was going to take some hard work and effort. The team was short a player, uh, and our team, I should say, was short a player. Mm-hmm. And so everyone had to step up. And I feel like from everything I've heard that they absolutely did. And I believe they they won a game. They took another game to a shootout. Yep. And, and lost uh, they ended up losing two. So that's, that's about right. It was an even matchup. And the puck bounces one way or the other. Someone has a bad shift. And it could cost a game. And 
that's, that's fine. That's fine. But it was still competitive hockey. It was back and forth. And um, overall, I'm, I'm pretty happy with everything I heard from, from that group. Well, and all of that that happened up there then really went on to kind of then just set up what, you know, this past weekend at districts, which is kind of the, you know, the main event really for our three national bound teams. And first of all, that's, that's the first time that's been said, right? That San Diego has sent three teams to the Pacific district tournament, correct? For three national bound teams officially. Yeah. Anything with an S at the end, there's never been more than one team. And the <laughs> one team has been for three different seasons. It was the same basic group of girls that went from 14, the first year, 14, second year, and then 19. And that's it. That's all we've ever had. And so now to kind of explode with three, three. teams, well, here's what it comes down to. And this is the, the, the big picture thing is I go back to the first team that we ever had at districts. That team went 0-3. They got their rear ends handed to them in some games. And they were constantly puck chasing. It was, it was, I, I was on the bench just like, oh my goodness, <laughs> this is awful. It's another level. But at the same time, it, but it was still an experience. It was still, right. it was up in San Jose. Uh, we took the girls for manicures. Uh, this is back when you're allowed to do teen things, not, not right. this year, obviously. <laughs> right. But it, it still had some, some good things that the girls could grow from. And uh, they did. They, the very next year, that same core group of kids uh, made it to the semis at districts. I mean, talk about 0-3 to now playing Alaska in the semis. And I think it was 2-1 to one final in that game. Mm-hmm. And that far away from being at Nationals. I, I mean, that's, it was one goal. So that was really cool. And it shows what a difference a year makes. And it really right. comes down to having the experience I know there were a couple of kids on the 17s uh, that had been there before. I think two, li- mm-hmm. literally two, and everyone else, it's their first experience. So you yeah. go into it, obviously hoping that the kids do the best they can, but it's just a different type of pressure. It's every single shift is intense. Mm-hmm. Every single moment that you're um, before the game, you have these different nerves that might come up. After the game, there's these doubts that might creep into your head based on what just happened. And it's mm-hmm. something that you have to experience it to know going into the future. And, and so for those that get to go to districts next year, I can tell you right now, they're going to be more prepared right? because they've now experienced what it's like. So there's a lot to unpack from the weekend for sure, but you mentioned speaking from a big picture kind of point of view, I think things probably shook out the way we kind of ex- would have expected, right? The 14s were competitive, came up a bit short. 17s were a bit overmatched, but ended up playing some of their better hockey of the season, even if the scores didn't indicate that. And then the 19s fought their way to a bid the Nationals. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry for all of the 19s that might be listening to this. I didn't expect that. I, I, I honestly, I didn't. I, I looking at, okay, let's say before the season, that was the goal. Uh, Once we were having practices and games and and seeing where we were stumbling, it just, it didn't look real. It it didn't look like something that was going to happen based on the lack of playing time that we were able to have and trying to throw it all together in in five or six weeks. So I, I really kind of tempered my expectations thinking, okay, let's just go and have a good showing and hope that something happens. But let me backtrack and start to the 14s because I got to be on the bench with them. I got to be on the bench with them in Vegas 
Um, and Blake came out and was on the bench with them as well. And then I got to be on the bench again at districts and uh, for two of the three games they played. And I'll tell you, this team has some grit. They are small. Um, if you look at them, they played against the Blue Devils, who were, who were massive in size, height-wise, compared to them. You had them playing against Fairbanks, Alaska, and those kids were massive in height against them. And then you had them play uh, the uh, other Alaska team, Valley Thunder, and those mm-hmm. kids were massive. So all of a sudden, we had this. We had one line out there that every kid was had to be six inches smaller than than any the smallest kid on the other team. Right. And you're just looking and these kids are fearless. Our kids were fantastic going to the corner, digging out pucks, uh, getting shots on goal, moving the puck around, scoring chances. I, I was pretty happy. So going into the weekend, we, we kind of do some scouting and we look at, all right, what's going to set our kids best for success. And we knew that the blue devils team was going to be really good. We went into it thinking, all right, well, let's, take it as an experience game and let's throw everyone out there and make sure that everyone gets to see what it's like playing against a really fast team. Doesn't matter what the score is. None of that matters. So let's just go and do it. Those kids held, it was like a four goal game. I expected it easily to be an eight goal game easily. Mm -hmm. And they were scrapping and scrapping and scrapping. It was awesome. It was really cool. So I, I would say that exceeded my expectations for the group in game one. So then we're, we're trying to set up for game two. Uh, we have, it's Fairbanks. And going into it, this is where we felt, all right, this Fairbanks team is one that if we can do a few things right, we can pop a couple of goals in and, and it's a winnable game. Mm-hmm. And sure enough, this was, I think, two to one uh, in the third period and like a real, real chance. Like this was a uber competitive game. Um, and I think it was a shorthanded goal that was a difference. And I think it ended up being three to one or, or something like that uh, as a final, but that was a nail biter. It was awesome. It was absolutely awesome. And that, if you're going to pick a game to build on for the next season, that's the one because right. that was two teams that wanted it. And I I'll give it to their size difference being the difference maker. And that's it. Right. And that's great. That's absolutely great. And then the third game, um, knowing it would basically take a miracle to make the playoffs made the atmosphere on the bench really fun. And they played really well in the really fun environment. Uh, I want to say it was like one to nothing after the first, Mm -hmm. we scored a goal. It was um, some, something like two or three to one. And then there were a couple of late ones when, when I think we just ran out of gas. Uh, But it was, it, it was a competitive hockey game. It was awesome. It was, it was really a great, showing for a team that had two girls that had ever been to districts and they were both with another club. Mm. Everyone else was either a first year player or had never been. And we had a lot of first year players on that team. So it's a bright future for this group. Well, interesting. You point about, um, you know, the, the mental well-being of the kids, you know, as our GM leader, you know, your coach, you know, how did it weigh on you knowing that, the two, two of the teams you assembled, the 17s and 19s, were going to have to play each other. Was there any moment when you're like, oh, how's this going to go? You know, or were you not that concerned even when you saw the, uh, the matchup? I, I don't know. I, I, think, <laughs> I think it's amazing that we had 50% of the teams in a division from San right? Diego. So, right. I mean, that part of me is like, well, this is kind of cool. Yeah. And then part of me was like, well, 
it sucks that one team could end up knocking another team out. Like if, if the 17, you had beat the sharks yeah, uh, and uh, the 19, you beat the sharks and then both of them lose to Alaska. Well, guess what? The winner of that 17 versus 19 game is the one that moves on. The other one moves out. Right. Uh, that was the, the worst case scenario thing. And even then I kind of didn't care because we know that someone's making the final. Right. So like, how cool is that? <laughs> yeah. So I, I don't know. It, I, I want the kids to have fun. I want them to be challenged mm-hmm. and I don't want any uh, here, here going into that game. I'm going to skip forward to, to yeah, all this. Yeah, and yeah. We're going to go just into that game because I, the mindset going into it, we had the kids out in the parking lot together. They stretched together. Mm-hmm. There's so many kids that were teammates before. There's some kids new to the program on both teams mm-hmm. and some kids that came from other clubs that were looking at me like, are you insane? What are you doing? Because we're supposed to hate each other. Right. And I said, well, that might be what your club did, but that is not what we do. We all care about each other. And we're a family because how many hockey players do you know from Southern California that are girls between the age of 15 and 19? Honest question. And they look at me. Can, can you answer? Well, yeah. How many go to your school? Uh, well, just me. So there aren't too many of you. So why not look out for each other instead right. of wanting to battle each other all the time? You have way more in common than you do have differences. So let's focus on what you have in common and celebrate it and yeah. have fun and work hard. And I can tell you, when you work hard and you're successful at it, that is fun. There's yeah. some of these, some of the kids like mine might be one of them that's a little lazy and <laughs> wants to just kind of milk it every once in a while. And it's like, how did you feel about that shift? Well, I got scored on. Was that fun? Well, no. I'm like, well, what if you would have tried a little harder and, and then gotten the puck away from her in the corner? Well, that would be cool. So that would be fun. So wait, working harder is having fun. Huh? That's funny how that works, right? Like, amazing. <laughs> you got to break lessons down in a black and white net. Like, you can't have any gray. It's just, yes, this is good. No, that is bad. That's how you get through, you know? <laughs> right? Like parenting 101. But it's uh, so the, these two teams are playing each other and we kind of knew the situation going in um, and and what we wanted to do was make it fun and challenging. I actually got a little mad at the 19s that I coached because I thought there was an opportunity that we we were trying to work on a few things at one point in the game mm-hmm. and keep because the, the one thing we could not do is we are not allowed to not give full effort, full effort. Sure. What the full effort is focused on can change. Mm-hmm. And uh, we did that throughout the weekend. We had different challenges throughout the weekend because we knew the opponent was going to bring something different against us. Right. And so the challenge here was, all right, once we're here in this situation, we need to really focus on some of the areas that we're struggling on. And one of those was a cycle. And we really wanted to try and make that happen. And Jamie, who was coaching the 17s, recognized what we were doing and tried to anticipate. And so now I'm on the other side because we didn't tell each other what we were doing. That was part <laughs> of the games, right? Sure. And so I'm on the other side saying, okay, so they're going over here and you can see that they're over pursuing. So we're going to kick it back up to the D over to the other D and then cycle in the other corner really quick. And then the second they go, then we're going to go back door and then we're going to do whatever. So like, it was still, it was still something that was game like without just trying to run up the score. Cause that's sure. not, not the idea. And so we had a game within the game right. and sure enough, one of the kids, just takes the puck and goes and scores. I, I was screaming at her. I was like, what are you doing? Well, I scored a goal. 
we did not talk about doing what you just did. We talked about doing this between periods. And why can't you follow that direction? How can I trust you right. to go in the biggest moment when, when you aren't listening? And it was like, oh, okay. And the light bulb went off. And then, and then everyone really started. And it was, a, it was super fun because yeah. the 17s were destroying our cycle. It was awful. Like 17s were amazing, amazing at it. Uh, like I... I don't think there's a team we played yet that has been better at anticipating what we were going to do before we did it. I mean, don't get me wrong. We, we forecasted it a little bit, but I mean, even within that, like no one bought any shoulder fakes, no one mm -hmm. bought anything. They were just like, they're focused and honed in. And then uh, I'll say that, well, your kid, oh my gosh. I wasn't going to bring it up, but I, I, I'm I, bringing it up. Your kid <laughs> was awesome. Your kid was awesome. So let's, I'll tell everyone here and I'm going to be real. Lily is new to hockey. Like she just started, what is it? 18 months ago uh, with not even. 10 of the months, not being able to even skate because of <laughs> yep. COVID. Like so seriously, this kid's less than a year into playing hockey. And I have not seen that much improvement from a kid ever. It was, it's, it's wow, ridiculous. That's a statement. It, it's ridiculous. It's really cool. And I hope she really, really sticks with it over the summer because I, I think she's going to, it's so, uh, okay. so the other one though, before getting too far in it, like the other one from that game that really, really, well, two of them really, really impressed me because just of the attitude and the effort mm -hmm. were Dahlia and Sydney. Yeah. And those two kids, every time there was a race to be won, they were going to go do it. And Dahlia had a back check on Kylie in the third period. That was the most insane thing. Like Kylie was gone. Kylie was gone. And she was going down the right side, right in front of the 17 U bench. And I, all I, of a sudden, I remember this. Yeah. Dahlia took off and she went into Kylie and angled her off. And Kylie ended up, I think, hitting the ice. It was fantastic. It was I was so impressed. Yeah. And really Sydney, you meant, I'm glad you mentioned her too. Cause I, I tried to, I want to make sure I gave her a lot of credit, especially since we did have some lopsided scores. And I said, as, as our captain, I thought she did a great job of being that role of, she kept smiling. She kept the encouragements were going around. She definitely. And so I'd love to hear what you have to say in terms of like how she performed. But I, I, as the leader of that team, I thought she did a great job of doing, you know, keeping the team as loose as he possibly could. Sydney's amazing. This kid, I mean, I've known her for a few years now and yeah. her attitude is so infectious. It, it really is. I, I really just like being around the kid because yeah. she did just awesome. So I'm, I'm very happy with what she did with the role this year as captain of the team. Um, I really felt like she was very inclusive, really kept clicks from forming. Um, she just cares. She, and yeah. she's just a good kid. I mean, yeah. she's now at driving a car, which like, Holy cow, that makes me feel old, but <laughs> she's a good kid. Yeah. But anyone who's listening to this and whether they're a part of our program or not, you know, I think they would call us out if we didn't address some of the weekend's controversy head on, you know, namely, uh, that the Alaska All-Stars decided for some reason that their tier one AAA team should play against AA teams. You know, their first game was against our 17U team. It didn't go well. I think that's putting it lightly. Um, and it kind of set the tone for the rest of the weekend. Not to your point, like everyone played uh, in terms of when they would play that team. Yeah. And, and if Alaska ends up listening to this, one of the parents or whatever, I am not going to regret anything I'm about to say here. So I'll, I'll be really candid and uh, really like let it all go here. So in the 
35 more than that years I've been involved in hockey and 25 years as an adult involved in hockey. I am involved in pro hockey. I've done the world championships. I've seen the worst of the minors, uh, everything you've seen in the movie Slapshot, I've probably seen in person. Uh, I don't think I've ever seen a travesty to the point that I saw on Thursday night. Uh, I, I was not happy. I, yeah. I was disgusted and I really felt like there was an adult there that could have easily looked out for the best interest of the sport as a whole and the best interest of kids and understanding that when you have children involved, that you look at big picture and you don't look at such a narrow minded scope of we're going to just keep pummeling someone until they're dead. Uh, And that's what happened. And I don't, I don't blame the parents. I don't blame the refs but I absolutely blame the coach of that team. And it is not an acceptable thing. Uh, I was trying to look at it from every different perspective here and I'm standing there and, and we have our parents super upset, rightfully so. Yeah. Uh, I have their parents that are just like, what the heck? Don't talk about our kids like that. And I'm trying to put myself in their shoes and it's like, all right, well, yes, you shouldn't, you shouldn't even be standing here. Really go stand somewhere else and just let the parents vent. But if your parent and your kid is now being recruited or whatever it might be to this awesome team, that's going to go to nationals and all these visions of grandeur and glory and, and you're going to win a national championship and you're going to go to college. You don't necessarily know that you're sandbagging. You don't know that you're, well, we should be in tier one. All you know is that this is the coach who has daughters that have played on the, on the national team. Right. One is a coach at Ohio state division one. You've sent this many players to D one hockey. So you're just trying to do the best for your kid. So I get that part. Um, I think there's a point where you have to see it happening over and over again and say, wait, there's something wrong with this, but I don't know what point any of these parents are in. So maybe this is their first year with that club. So I'm not going to sit and point fingers at them. Um, were they out of line at times cheering when it was 20 to nothing? Yeah, absolutely. But we'll, we'll leave that what it is. The ref, you're going to have this at districts. You have up and coming officials that have never seen anything like that before. Mm -hmm. I've never seen anything like that before. Right. Ever. So you, you don't necessarily know how you're going to handle situations until you're in them. And they're not always going to be perfect. And obviously the ref could have done a few things better, but she's not the one that was leading the team to go and do it. The one that was is that coach. And I'm not, I don't need to throw anything else into it other than the coach was in the wrong. I know she was in the wrong. A lot of people at USA hockey know she's in the wrong and it is what it is. I hope that at some point the governing body, whoever, whether it be the state or the national or whatever it might be, will do something to prevent this from happening in the future. But I can't control that. We can only control what we can control. And I can tell you, we're good people. We have a great group of kids. We have a bunch of kids that try their tails off. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think I, (laughs) I, I shouldn't have done this during COVID times, but I gave every single kid a hug off the ice, coming off the ice, Mm -hmm. tell them how proud I was of their effort because that was the most taxing mentally and physically thing I've ever seen. And it wasn't, quote unquote fair, but whatever to the word fair. It's, it is what it is. We went through it. We know that we were on the good side of what happened and we're going to power forward. 
and I'm I'm really happy overall with our parents that are willing to stand up for what's right mm-hmm. and that no problem with it. And I'm really happy with our kids that know not not to quit. Yeah, I, I'm I'm happy to put this on the record as well. I sincerely hope someone up there in Alaska hears it. Um, you know, I, I mentioned to you after the games were walking out of the arena that it, it felt like I was watching a sports movie villain come to life. I don't think that's hyperbole because uh, we were watching the pursuit of victory at the expense of well-being of children. But in the end, hey, man, the 19s won two games and kept it close enough against the All-Stars to earn that bid the Nationals. Yeah, the, the, the big game there was that the first night, well, that it's, it's so crazy roller coaster of a tournament for me. We go from playing the Sharks on the one rink, the East rink, Mm-hmm. And having a nail biter, we're losing uh, most of the game and then uh, really not playing well, but neither were they. So it was kind of this like, why aren't <laughs> we winning a game that they're not playing well? Oh, because we're not playing well. Cool. <laughs> so we had, it was two to two at one point, we tie the score. And then with like 40 seconds or something like that, we like fall someone falls down in the corner and someone else goes into the corner and a third player goes in the corner. I'm like, what are you? doing leaving a player wide open in front of the net and they go up three to two and i was i was so unhappy i was Mm. so unhappy and so we had the ice cut that that ice cut we're talking about and uh (laughs) it was a good thing for us because i went in there normally at districts let the team go in and they can listen to music or whatever hang out decompress a little bit and then we'll come in with maybe a minute or two to go let's okay let's get back into hockey mode sure and off we go and we'll see on the bench i went in the room right away and I said, what in the world is going on here? Because this is, these are the, the breakdowns and, and it's the first game at district. So sure, they're going to happen, but what, these are the breakdowns we cannot afford. And if you want your season to be over tonight, then that's fine. That's what you'll continue to play like. But if you want to continue playing this year, you need to put more effort into things and you need to be smart. So we're not taking any penalties this period. We're skating and moving our feet this period. And we're getting the puck out of our zone. So let's stop this garbage. Yeah. And uh, they came out a different team. And uh, so it was three to two going into the third. And we ended up winning six, three. Awesome. And just kind of stepped on it a little bit. And it's like, oh, finally, I think there was an empty netter in there and stuff like that. But it was, we were out shooting them had to be two to one easily in that uh, third period. period. So after four years of running this program, how gratifying is the moment though? And on Sunday, when you get that bid to nationals. Yeah. I still don't feel like it's anything other than a complete group effort of, of seven coaches of 75 or 80 girls. It Mm -hmm. it doesn't feel like, like, and it's kind of weird to say it that, yeah. Okay. This team got the bid, Yeah, but if it wasn't for another team pushing them or someone having this or, or a coach coming over and helping with, with something else or the 14s coming over and cheering for them or like it, it, this was a, this was a victory for San Diego and a victory for Southern California, I should say, even because we have players that have come from outside San Diego. And I, I just, I'm excited for what the team itself gets to represent, but I'm excited more for hockey and girls hockey in particular here, because I really hope this is a springboard if uh, we get the publicity we're hoping to get that yeah. uh, other, other kids want to join hockey, if we can find ice time, obviously. And <laughs> we 
continue to grow the sport based on success of, of the group as a whole. All right. So uh, housekeeping though, we had, uh, I think I said it's the penultimate uh, episode of the season, but I think we're going to add a sneaky special edition in. We're going to, we're going to run through the 19U team. We're going to go over them and kind of talk about them specifically before they head the nationals. And then we'll do a season wrap up with a look ahead towards tryouts in next season. That'll come after nationals. So we'll have a couple more uh, episodes coming. Um, the 12s have a few more games. We're not done playing games yet, even outside of nationals. That's a big deal. I know they're all very excited. Sounds like That's all right. the one of their players. So the 12s are going to Las Vegas and they're going to play at the new Henderson arena, which is where the Las Vegas silver or the Henderson silver Knights, American league team practice okay. out of, they built this facility just for them. So kind of exciting. I think it just opened about six months ago. Oh, that's cool. And yeah, so they're going to, they're going to play a set of three games and that should be a fun little mini, uh, mini weekend for them. Uh, it's nice. You can drive. So yep. that's, that's a good thing. And at the same time, we have at least three, if not more players, that are participating in the district select camp in Henderson, same weekend. Oh, wow. So it's uh, the, the district select camp comes from each affiliate, Kaha being one, California. Mm -hmm. uh, they name a Kaha select team. And so if you apply for that, and it was uh, 04 birth year, 05 birth year, and 06 birth year. Hmm. Uh, and so if you apply for that, you get selected for the team, you can go to district camp. And normally there's actually a skate that you get judged at this year. It was just an application based right. on uh, basically reference. Well, then, then we go right into the tryouts and then a couple months we're back into the season. And so everybody go get your vaccination so that we can have a normal hockey season next year. That sounds fun to me. Uh, yeah. We're going to pre-tryout skates in May. And it looks like if nothing else changes, that tryouts are going to be the weekend of June 12th and 13th. At the Croc? At the Croc. I cannot wait to play a game at the Croc. Oh my god. I goodness. want that to happen so badly. <laughs> uh, well, I'm I am uh, circling September here. Let's let's see the the date no, of the don't, game. Don't, no, 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 don't. I'm circling it and we're gonna do what we can. We're looking at September eleventh. Oh. It's not ominous. Saturday, now. September eleventh. So we'll have a positive thing on that day. All yeah. right. And I don't care. I'll wear masks as long as you want, as long as we can play hockey, have California-based hockey games. So I, I'd like to get up, go to a hockey game, and then come back to my house. Like, that would be uh, an amazing I'm Saturday. That would that be great? Yes. <laughs> I used to do that all the time. I don't right, know what All happened. the time. Remember all this time. weekend? Like, oh, I got a couple of games this weekend, but they're all within an hour of my home. Okay, no problem. Yeah. Oh, darn. I might be half an hour late for dinner, honey. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I did think of the, I was thinking like, man, that was a, a brutal back-to-back -back of Oregon and, uh, and districts. And then when I was tallying up the games in my head, I'm like, oh my God, the 14s played three weekends in a row. That was, their parents are troopers. So they, they sure are. Yeah. There's, there's some awesome families in this program as a whole though. I'm, I'm, I'm super, super impressed with uh, how our, our group just comes together. And it's really, it's really the parents that uh, I think are the backbone behind that.
Thanks for checking out this episode of the Flying Angel Podcast, a production of Rock Fight LLC. That's going to do it for this one. But like we said, stay tuned because we're going to have a preview of our team heading to Nationals as well as a season wrap-up episode after the 19Us get back from Nationals. So more to come before we put a bow on this season. To learn more about the San Diego Angels, visit their website, www.sdgirlshockey.com. Head to Instagram at sdgirlshockey and their Facebook page, which can be found by searching for SD Girls Hockey on Facebook. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next time.